Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Willie. Joining us today, we've got a special guest, our resident Tolkien expert, Amy. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining. Today we're going to talk about some film news, and then we're going to go right into a full review of Peter Jackson's The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Write to us, let us know what you think of the show or the things that we talk about. Uh, at MFN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. Uh, MidwestFilmNerds.com and iTunes for all of our previous episodes. And 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. Give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show and talk about it. So, news. Justin Lin is going to direct Star Trek Three. Thoughts? At least it's not Orsi. Yep. <laughs> no, no, I like Justin Lin. I like I like those fast. I mean, we've talked about them. Like he's, just he's, he resurrected the Fast franchise. So yeah, maybe. I mean that's arguable. I'm a big fan of Too Fast. That's true. That's no, true. he did. He resurrected <laughs> the franchise. Um, well, okay, no, he made the Fast franchise into a billion dollar movie. Yes, he, he, he's. If it weren't for Justin Lin, I would still not care about that franchise. Yeah. The but past, I do. The past three movies have each made more money than the last. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. He's he's got a. I mean, who's writing it? Do we know? I don't know. It's not Orsi, right? Uh, Orsi's producing at the very least. Okay. I, th- I feel well, like Joe Cornish might be writing. I I guess depending on on who they get to write the thing and and how the script. I mean, it's it's gonna if they keep aping off the old stuff, it's not gonna matter who directs it because from a storytelling standpoint, it'll be the same old, same old thing. Yeah, you know, I think that the that the uh, the wrongs can be made right. I think maybe from the last one, I don't know. The death curing thing's a problem, but we've got Patrick McKay, who is also known for basically nothing, and Bob Orsi and John D. Payne, who is also known for the same stuff as Patrick McKay. So. Super strong on so, the writing front. Orsi. Yep. <laughs> Orsi. Yep. Orsi We're going to get interns. Star Trek Three: The Search for Nobody, because nobody died in this one. Well, nobody's ever going to die. Apparently not, because they cured. Anyway, The movie's going to look really cool. It'll probably look quite pretty. So there's that. Yep. I don't know. Any other thoughts on Star Trek Three? Nothing. <laughs> I'm <Nick> on just, <laughs> board. <laughs> Amy's on board. Nick is shaking his head. I just I don't care. I'm with that, you. That's I, let me translate the the Nick head shake. That's an I don't give a shit about this movie head shake. Correct. I have no strong feelings, and I for the third week in a row, <laughs> <laughs> I have no strong. I, I just the second the, the second one took the wind out of my sails, and it's really pathetic because they had one movie that was great and one that was not, and now I just don't care about the third. So reboot it, do do a Sony Spider Man, and just get a next gen reboot. Done. Ooh. Ooh. Who plays yeah. Picard? Though? Tom Hardy, I mean, obviously. Yeah, she just had. That'd be pretty I like awesome. This. Uh, Patrick Stewart can come back. He's still got it. They yeah. just de-age him like they did with... Uh, like the has he aged? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's debatable. Can we get Kellen as a villain just to like tie him together? Oh. <laughs> as Elder Khan? No, please. Oh. Klingon. Klingon, Ka- Klingon, Ma- Klingon for sure. Oh, my God. Ian McClingon? Ian McClingon? <laughs> It'd be perfect. <laughs> if anybody has any Photoshop skills, I want to see Ian McClingon and uh, something from later on in this episode that I talked about. Can you imagine later. the behind-the-scenes footage of Ian McKellen bitching about the head makeup? Why do I have an asshole on my head? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Amazing. I think he'd be okay as long as there's no green screen. <laughs> well, there will be, so he'll... No. Oh, he yeah. hates green screen. Yeah. Not a fan. All right. Well, Justin Lin, good luck. July 8th, 2016 is the release date. They just announced that today, too, so... This Another. isn't because we don't love you, Justin Lin. Because no. there's not enough coming out in 2016. Yeah, no. I mean, there's like if you go by what we've seen, there's too much coming out every year now. So yeah. you've got a Star Wars movie and two to three Marvel movies and two to three ba- or DC movies every year. Now. We've basically I, got the next like ten years of blockbusters pan- planned right? out for us. But so, I'd like, rather have that than nothing at all. Like if there was nothing coming out, I'd be bored. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm. You think I'm, it's just overkill? little bit i think we're getting there i guess i, I i'm gonna miss some of the surprises you know what i mean like yeah i don't know we know what's coming out in like 2024 like it sucks <laughs> like i don't want to know that yet yeah the movies i'm gonna be seeing when i'm 38 are yeah. basically <laughs> what a depressing we're well, looking forward to that seriously <laughs> just so you know the year you die you won't you'll miss this one because it'll yeah. be out in 20 whatever your children are really gonna enjoy captain marvel 2 yeah captain marvel 18 right. well okay. 
On to the big topic of the week. Uh, so we talked about the Sony hack last week. Mm. I'm going to go through a bit of a timeline here. Uh, December 16th, Sony tells... Okay, so before that, between the ha- when the hack happened and December 16th, uh, hackers say, Sony, you cannot release the interview. We uh, will do some kind of 9-11 style attack on the theaters that show the movie mm-hmm. if they show it. Right. Sony then on the 16th releases studios from any obligation to show the interview because presumably once they buy the movie or like agree to show it, then it's set in stone. Mm-hmm. So Sony releases the studios from this obligation and then all of the major chains, including AMC and Regal and Cinemark or whatever they are, they all drop any showings of the interview on Christmas. Yep. The only people that don't are all independent studios like Alamo Draft House and whatever. The little theaters, yeah. The little theaters. So then Sony later that day says, nope, nobody's showing it. Sorry, we're, we're not going to do this. We need to figure out what's going on. Uh, Alamo Draft House is pissed off, but they say, okay, we're going to show Team America instead. Then Paramount says, no, you're not. And then um, <laughs> Obama comes out and says that it was a mistake for them to pull the movie. And uh, all kinds of crazy stuff happens. Real quick. Yep. Maybe, maybe not. But I feel like at some point, like, we will tell this story to our children about <laughs> what happened during the cyber war with North Korea. <laughs> and not nearly as interesting as the Nanomite Wars, but, but, <laughs> but still pretty good. And, like, our kids will never believe that this was caused by Seth Rogen. I mean, it's just, it's... Like, I, who knows? Maybe like, Seth Rogen is, like... Maybe he ends up being a pariah because he's, an evil he's, mastermind, he's the first successful assassination by North Korea or something. I don't know. We don't know the story know. yet. Yeah. I mean, sorry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyway, so long, long, long story short, Sony is now allowing any theaters that will show it the ability to show the interview. They're supposedly also still investigating the ability to show it on video on demand. But there are screenings of the interview happening on Christmas Day as originally planned. What do you guys think about all this? I've got like a lot of thoughts on it. And some of them are invalidated by the news we got today that they are actually going to show it. But I'll just start in the general direction. This whole situation feels really, really slimy to me. It's an absolute disaster. I mean, they, like, I don't know. I, don't... I forgot to say the FBI did come out and officially declare that it was North Korea, despite the fact that any evidence the public has seen does not agree not completely agree, but we don't know everything that the government has seen. So I guess my thought is like, why can't anonymous just like stop hacking into celebrities, Twitter accounts and like start hacking into North Korea. Cause it's funny to me. I mean, they probably are <laughs> like, where are my Kim Jong Un nudes? Right. <laughs> where are they? Well, I mean, he doesn't have, he, there's no way he's got an iPhone, so he doesn't have iCloud, so they can't get his nudes. Mm. They have to, like, it's hard to hack into a Sony, like, like, a, like a Motorola Razor rocker from <laughs> 2004. This is true. Seriously, like, the, the proportionate response that Obama said today, like, or, or two days ago, apparently the internet's been down in North Korea. Do you know what that means? That means, like, five generals and Kim Jong can't get to Reddit. Like, what? Good job, guys. There's, they're not cutting anybody off from anything. But no, I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's Things are strange. Yeah. I have to say, I didn't care about this movie at all. There was like a 0% chance that I was going to see it. Same. And Me too. Now I'm curious yet. a little bit. Now I was like a, maybe a 2% chance I might go see it. I'm less Maybe curious. not even that. I don't really care. I will say it is never going to live up to the story behind it. Right? It's not going to happen. But no. the thing that really, really, really pisses me off is that this movie is now a, oh my God, we're going to be patriots and get on a bus and all go to Ann Arbor uh... and see the interview because we're patriots and yes, America. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm back at 0%. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's a really obnoxious championing of this movie that's taken up because the type of people that are really excited to see it now and it you're you know you're calling it patriotic or whatever and maybe that's true but it's funny because the people that want to go see it want to see it like ironically or as like a way Mm -hmm. of thumbing their nose at korea it's like all the hipsters and indie kids now they're like I'm going to go see the interview because you tried to stop me from seeing it. So now I have to see it. (laughs) Well, Ann Arbor's a good place to show it then. (laughs) I mean, I think it's, I, 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 I do agree that it's, it's, 
with Obama's comments is pretty bad precedent to set. Like somebody says they're going to like some, you know, somebody makes a claim that they're going to start shooting up theaters that are playing movie a, and now you can't go see it because some PR mastermind at Sony is going to make like a zillion dollars because he came up with this wild idea of, I mean, that's let's actually back down and then release it anyway. That's the weird thing is that like, I think I feel like if we lay out the whole plan, if we had the time to sit down and look at everything and look at the timeline, like somebody on there was a best of post in Reddit where somebody laid out the timeline as we knew it as of like Sunday. And they were basically just like, okay, these amounts of data have been released. They've all been released by different parties. Then another party came in and started actually responding and saying, these are our demands. So they're not even the same people, supposedly. Yeah, I, I never. Not I never, even the same yeah. groups that are like issuing the demands as those that are actually releasing the data. I didn't buy into the fact that the whole threat thing was even coming from the same people anyway. That doesn't seem, I don't know. Like, it's, and I would, like, the, the whole FBI North Korea thing makes me almost think, like, m- maybe the, maybe we just wanted a reason to be able to throw hackers at North Korea. Like, we wanted to be, quote, unquote, justified. I don't know. Doing this, so. seems, this seems like a pretty that's, that's runaround way to make this happen. It's beyond the scope of, of, of this podcast, probably, but it just, it seems... All of it smells really strange to me. And, you know, there were other things that I, you know, I think Sony was right to offer the, the, the theaters to be able to take back there. But I don't think the theaters should have been like, yeah. Like, I think, I think if the blame should go on anybody, it should maybe go on the theaters. Oh, and I understand why I, they made their choice. I understand that it's like, it's our liability if people start getting shot up because we're showing this movie. Kind I, of. I can't, I mean, I get it. I, but it's it's not like in this in that case it's not Sony who's you're right it's not Sony who's at fault because they just gave them the they said look yeah you don't have, don't we're not going to pursue any you know legal anything against you guys for not showing our movie so just do what you will and like and then like you said like it it's a domino effect because one major chain goes oh we probably shouldn't do this and then yeah. everybody else is like oh man now if we get shot at it's going to be really bad I like, mean the real look at how good Cinemark's going to look if uh, <laughs> Star gets shot you know. It's, <laughs> But here's the thing, like, I'm really curious if anybody's going to spring and say, like, if AMC's going to be like, uh, yeah, can we show the movie now? Everybody wants to see it. Everybody's, like, mecca-ing over to Ann Arbor. Like, hmm. I still don't really care to see it. I don't care at all. I mean, I think I'll see it at some point, probably. I mean, on video, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But just because... I, I kind of have to see what the big fuss is. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, a curiosity I, now. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see if it was... Although in the mind of North Korea, it's a totally different beast. Well, so. they already released the, 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 the scene. Yeah, I heard. Which is just a, an effect scene of Kim Jong-il exploding, basically. <laughs> like, or Kim Jong-un, excuse me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> a, surprise. <laughs> Kim Jong-un dies in the movie where they go to assassinate him. What? But. I did hear they used Katy Perry's firework. Which yeah, they did, and it was what I mean, you know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it, the whole thing's a disaster. Sony. I mean, I think I, for me personally, the the biggest takeaway from all this is is the Sony's <laughs> just the fact like these are the people that are making movies. Like the, like it, some of these emails are just. Well, that, that's regardless of the Kim the, the North Korea thing. Like that's the thing that I've taken away. Where I'm like, good God, no wonder some of these decisions have been made. Like I see it now. I get it. They can't even spell. Spider Man makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I whatever. Like, I think I would get fired at work if I sent out emails that look that like that are that horribly grammatically probably, destroyed. Yeah. Like these people are getting paid. Uh, whatever. I don't want to get into it. They're mm-hmm. idiots. Well, I, I mean, the, the reality of the thing, is, like, I'm re- I, and I understand Sony's, like, damage control here, but, like, I think we're honestly very close to having a world where there is no Sony pictures. I think Sony could massively die from this leak. Everything they've been had, pl- had planned is out there. I who mean, want, who wants to do business with this? If, if everything about your project and the people involved could be leaked out there because you don't know how to shore up your, your servers. Not to mention the, all the, like the, the countless people that they just totally blasted in these emails that yeah. now know about the kind of shit they were saying. Not Absolutely. that, look, not that, not, not that, that Adam Sandler is unaware that people <laughs> don't like him. You know, some people don't like him, but I mean, this stuff is pretty, I don't know. I gotta say, I enjoyed the emails. 
I thought they were pretty funny. <laughs> no, I mean, there was somewhere I was just, I, I laughed because I'm like, what is happening? I don't know. And I felt kind of bad because, like, there were a lot of people coming out and saying, like, we shouldn't even bother looking at the emails because then that just legitimizes the hack. Well, I was just going to say, I wonder if all these, if all these, man, America, we're going to go see the interview where the ones, they were the same people that were like, oh, look at this email from Sony. Oh, these people are, you know, like. Probably. Isn't that just, I don't know. I don't feel bad about looking at them because. I, I feel I feel more bad that the the news segment in our last show was was dedicated to the Sony hack, but I'm okay with it. I don't know. It's news. I mean, it's. It, I don't know. Any thoughts? Anybody? Kim Jong Un won. <laughs> he corrupted this podcast. <laughs> I the whole I don't give a shit at all about the whole thing. I don't care about Sony. I don't care about the interview. I don't care about the emails. I I feel like Rip Van Winkle. I've slept with the whole thing. Like I I was so last week was it when we were talking about it. Yeah, I was super out of touch and everything. I was like I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know, know about the Sandler emails. All I knew was about the Angelina. Oh, I said really funny stuff about it. I don't. I won't get into it. There's okay. there's like everybody got hit by these emails like everybody who's in hollywood is their name is in one of those emails about something. Uh, it's such a waste the of aliases people. were good though right the alien that was the one yeah all right yeah that was really neil deep neil deep <laughs> <laughs> scott diggs the whole thing is just such a giant waste of time it's such a waste of everyone's time it's amazing like, oh, spoiler alert, Hollywood is sleazy. Whoa, no one knew that? <laughs> like, these guys are all talking shit about each other? Whoa, no way. It's just fun to see it. I don't well, know. There's, there's, me- something, there's something about actually, like, I mean, of course we know that, but, like, there's something about seeing it and reading, like, like this high-paid Sony yeah, executive. For, for, like, us, it's funny. Like, it's funny yeah. for, like, us sitting in this room to talk about, but yeah. for, like, national newspapers no, to, like, oh, run no. this, like, it's the biggest news ever. It's, yeah, like, it's super not. It's <laughs> Who not. cares? I agree. And... I don't know. Whatever. It's good for a laugh, and then that's about it. Like, well, I think it also like the whole thing legitimizes a lot of the rumor culture that goes on because now we see, oh, all of these rumors about everything that never come to fruition are actually a hundred percent true. Like, start somewhere. My Zoro Django team up. Yeah, almost. So close. It's in print. You could read it. (laughs) Django. Django. I think that's better than Zango. Zango. Jangoro. The J is silent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, to me, it's more interesting from the idea that how is Sony going to come back from it? Is I, Sony? I'm, I'm come curious back to see how. I mean, the, the, it hasn't really ended for them yet because stuff is still yeah. kind of coming out. But I, I'm, I, I think it's going to wind down soon because there will be something else that will happen that people will actually care about again for no reason. And then, but it's not. But I'm not even saying like public perception. Oh no, I'm, no, I'm, no! I'm, I know what you mean like how are they going to pick up the pieces? Like, like yeah. I mean, in every way, shape. Like, I've, I mean, the money they're going to have to put into like fix what is clearly a, an open. I don't know. They're going to have to do a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a mess. We'll have to see what happens if the movie comes out and when. And in how many theaters and how much money it makes, they re- could recoup everything they. But but it like, could become like one of the top ten movies of the year if they release it. I like I, I don't I don't see it doing that well. I think it'll do well. It's going to make its forty million back. That's for sure. But I'm 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 almost speaking strictly from the. If I'm a director or an actor or anybody, who wants to make a movie. Why would I ever sign a, sign a contract with with Sony again? It's a reasonable question. I think, I, and I think it's like you said, more to do with. I mean, people's like social security numbers and shit got out there. Yeah, like, like that's not good. You know what I mean? I don't, nope. I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that I'd be worried about getting involved with that company. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's more so like the the emails and stuff probably would get under people's skin, but the the in like the personal information that's really scary yeah i don't know absolutely we'll see if any if any of the damn if anything's gonna damage them it's definitely politically like the stuff that was said about about various people yeah because the recipients of all that negative talk i'm sure that they know but when it gets pushed into the public forum and it's in print and people Mm -hmm. can see it that's when they have to actively yeah retaliate Mm -hmm. yep in whichever way they choose like I mean, Sony's Sony's servers got hacked before with the PlayStation, right? Yep. And guess what? Sure. People still bought tons of PlayStations and that's tons true. of PlayStation fours. Like that's true. That's I mean, that's that's true. But this is on like a different 
level to me. Like, this is, on one hand, you're leaking a bunch of consumers' data, but then, you know, people change their passwords and they get new credit cards, and that's kind of blown over. But you can't delete somebody's social security number from the internet when it's out there. You can't erase all that bad, bad blood. Like it's there's a fool me once, shame on you thing too going. Oh, because it's this. And now this is the second time that, and that's that's when like anonymous did that first hack mm-hmm. supposedly, and they 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 came out and were like, Sony, we warned you, <laughs> don't don't store your stuff in plain text. Like, come on. I want to see what kind of supercomputer North Korea used to to get in, <laughs> like a little. It's like a Mac Mini. Commodore? It's a Mac Mini that somebody Commodore. carried over the border. Got floppy. Commodore 64. <laughs> yeah, they used a BBS system Una, to, to Una had to pull out his, uh, his copy of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego real quick <laughs> yes. so he could... Yeah, it's it's five guys holding around a Commodore 64. Like, he oh, remade Oregon beautiful. Trail. That's the movie <laughs> I want to see. feature himself. I want to see the who's going to buy the movie rights to Sony getting hacked by North Korea. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yes. And Ken Watanabe. Oh my god. He just goes <laughs> <laughs> Let them God- fight. Godzilla face. Let them hack. Let them hack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think that wraps up the news segment. Mm-hmm. Sony, you should have just released the movie and that and been done with it. That's yeah. all. Nick yeah. out. You 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 flinched and you ruined everything. But they didn't ruin everything because now you're not a patriot if you don't see this movie. That's stupid. I don't care. We we live in a really stupid world where you consume someone just a just a customer can make like a a an m like a huge commercial empire flinch by just the littlest thing just by sending the wrong negative review or it blowing up on facebook and then like suddenly lawyers are afraid and it's a whole thing like yeah. it's really stupid yeah. we're spending money to support the company that caused this whole problem in the first place and it's not even an american company is actually patriotism that makes sense <laughs> well done guys to hey. a lot of people hey share this on facebook Go see the interview. <laughs> Be patriot. <laughs> That's dumb to me. Free American flags with 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willie's going to take his leaves so we can review The Hobbit. So thank you for joining us for the news, Willie. I'm like Boromir. Like, I joined this fellowship and now I'm dying. That happens later, <laughs> man. Leaving. Spoilers for the fellowship. <laughs> that happens in the Hobbit part four, Legolas part one. But maybe I'll come back and be like Gandalf, <laughs> Boromir the purple, Ooh. magenta, <laughs> Sean Bean the magenta. <laughs> we are here today to review Peter Jackson's The Hobbit: The Battle of Five Armies, the final chapter in the Hobbit trilogy. Um, if you want to know what we thought about the previous films, go back to the previous episodes, The Hobbit. Um, there's probably one in the 30s and then one in like the 80s and then there's one here or something like that. No, I don't know. Go back, search on the website for The Hobbit. You'll be good. But um, this movie stars Ian McKellen, Martin Freeman, Richard Armitage, and many other people. And the synopsis on IMDb says, Bilbo and company are forced to engage in a war against an array of combatants and keep the terrifying smog from acquiring a kingdom of treasure and obliterating all of Middle-earth, which is... Not False. very accurate for what the movie is, <laughs> but we can get to that. Um, Surprise the synopsis and say the final 22 pages of Tolkien's book <laughs> spring to life for two hours and a half. It's yes. not even that. It's like half of a chapter. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the, the uh, day crescendo. Guys, you're giving away action. spoilers for, for our <laughs> review here. Uh, so I do want to keep we want to keep it spoiler light as much as we can, especially seeing as how I don't know. I don't know how much any deaths and things we'll keep to the spoiler section. But, um, yeah, so if you want to know our previous thoughts, like I said, go back to the other ones. It feels like it's really, really hard to review this one alone, but we'll do our best. Uh, Nick, what did you feel about The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies? Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, man. The Battle of the Five Armies. Is that what it is? Known, yeah. The Battle of the Five Armies. Okay. Yeah. The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Yep. Out of those... Yep. Um, the previous two, I... or or as it's known from our previous naming convention, the Hobbit three colon Legolas part four. My my name for it is actually the Hobbit, or a cross dressing toady gets more screen time than actual important characters. 
which let that set the tone for my review. <laughs> the first Hobbit film, uh, I, I enjoyed enough. It was mm-hmm. good. It was fine. It had some cool moments. Um, it did have some scenes that I still really, really enjoy. The second one was the biggest waste of time of 2013. And this one could be the biggest waste of time in 2014. It's, um, it's kind of like just like a, like a cheeseburger from McDonald's where like while I was eating it, I was like, this is kind of good. <laughs> but it, immediately when I was done, I was like, why did I do that? That was horrible. <laughs> Except the difference is I'm never going to watch this again. And I'll probably have a McDonald's cheeseburger. Again. <laughs> like the, the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie is the worst movie of the year. And I, I never leave movies. I never want to leave movies. I'm never in a movie, like even for Kick-Ass 2, which if you've listened to that episode, you know that I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, whatever, I'll sit through this movie. But the, the first 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, this is painful and offensive and terrible. And I'm ready to go. I am glad I stuck around because there were a few little, little blips there that were uh, kind of neat. Things happened that were finally kind of okay. But overall, this was really bad, I thought. It's judging it as an end to a trilogy, it's bad. Judging it as a standalone movie is impossible because it's literally a third act. Yeah. Uh, the acting is not particularly good. Even the people that kind of shined in the previous two, like Martin Freeman was always fun to watch as Bobo. In this one, he didn't really feel like he was in the movie very much. No. And even when he was there, he was just a, he was just plot device to move the movie along. He didn't yeah. ever have any moments of just... This is why we love Bilbo. This is the I least hot There's he had, one moment. He had one little glimmer, one little With conversation. The acorn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that was one. that was eighty seconds in, in, in a movie with a lot more seconds than that. Um, none of the none of the other ancillary characters were very good. Just nobody in this was very good or had much to do. And it's not the fault of the actors. I think everybody in it is is well cast. Certainly, they really shined in the first one. Um, Joan. Shined. Shined. Probably. Whatever. <clears throat> they shone bright. They I don't shone know. bright. Uh, what else? That's, that's Tolkien. The effects are pretty bad most of the time, I thought. Although there was one that fooled me. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that. But it was just, it's just too much. It's too much CGI. It feels lazy. It feels bored. It feels uninspired. Like, if people thought that Christopher Nolan kind of phoned it in a little bit on The Dark Knight Rises... Don't see this movie <laughs> because Peter Jackson just had the shit on speed dial. He was not. He was not in in the office. We should say um, Nick. All three of us saw it in two D, and then Amy, you saw it another time. Did you do three D? Did you do the high frame rate or no? I did not. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm I'm a little bit. I'm not disappointed. I'm just kind of interested in the fact that I did not do this one in high frame rate. I did do the first two, but I was hoping that seeing it in a traditional movie style would make me like it a little more Mm -hmm. and i think if i had seen it in high frame rate this movie would be my least favorite movie of the year hands down (laughs) because it's just it's no good (laughs) high frame rate didn't work peter i don't think not for your movie um but there's just you know the music isn't particularly good it kind of jumps in at weird times and it feels like howard shore whoever did howard shore come back for these Mm -hmm. i think so yeah Yeah. he just kind of like had b-sides from lord of the rings and was like put this in when there's action put in brass and when there's not action put in strings guys you got it willie willie brings up a good point in our first or well in both of the reviews the misty mountain theme is such a great theme for the first movie and it really stands out and then there's none of that in the second and third movies and it's really really sad because it would have been like yeah. a really good like lord of the rings has a very oh yeah oh, for sure. established theme that runs throughout all three of them and i wish this is one book i feel like if any of them have, should have one theme it should be the three that are about the one book but yeah and i and i didn't get any even that like warm and cozy kind of kind of shirey theme yeah. the really nice like clarinet mm-hmm. didn't even really happen in this movie even even like when like for a fraction of a second, yeah, like a really and, weird. And just the whole time I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, and there's a lot of goofy action and too much, too much goofy action and too much deviation from the the main conflict. And this this movie literally it starts so horrible. Mm-hmm. It's jarring. It's like you walked mm-hmm. into your friend's house when they're already an hour and a half into a movie. Is how it feels. And if you haven't seen The Hobbit Part Two since it came out, like me, you have you're not carrying any. I mean, part of the the trick of making a movie is to have an have an engaging beginning, but something that's gonna that's gonna bring people into your world and start to make them forget about their day and where they are and what's yeah. going on, and bring them in your story. And 
you know, I had just come straight from work into this movie, and during the first 20 minutes of this movie, I was still thinking about what I did during my day and what I was going to do tomorrow. I was not at all engaged in this movie. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm just changed the channels and the movie's almost over. Okay. It's just terrible. Remind me about that because I want to come back to the beginning a little bit. <clears throat> okay. All right. Amy, how did you feel about the movie? I have seen it twice, and I honestly still don't know how I feel about it. Um, I guess telling you guys, I feel like I loved Lord of the Rings so much growing up that I've like transplanted it. Someone that loved The Hobbit, and that's not fair because it doesn't deserve it. Um, yeah, the CG was insane, the whole movie. And when you talked about the high frame rate, can you imagine what the CG would look like then? Because it was bad for the regular. It just it looked bad. Yeah, and I would agree. I, it was lazy. Yeah. It just it felt like he didn't care. He wanted to get the movie over with. And that's how it felt. It just wasn't good. I just, I don't know. It feels really analogous to <laughs> the um, to the George Lucas. Like, he's got the original trilogy, lots of practical effects, and then yeah. he comes back to do a prequel trilogy that's full of CG. It's a really strange... And what's up with that? Like, don't just produce it. You'll still get a ton of money from producing yeah. it. Just let Guillermo do it. This was the plan. And it would have been a really interesting... And at first I was excited when, when they said, oh, Peter's going to come back. I was like, oh, cool. He can carry that same aesthetic and like maybe sprinkle some of that magic in there. And right. You could tell his heart wasn't in it. He didn't want to do mm-hmm. it. The studio pretty much forced him into it. Because if he didn't do it, nobody else was going to. See, but on the other hand, I don't think you shoot... For a full year, 365 days of production, if you don't care to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think he likes the material, but again, it just... He said from the the, beginning he did not want to do The Hobbit. Yeah, and I I think that's very true. Like, with Lord of the Rings, he had to prove something. He had to deliver. Like, this is what will make me. He's already made. Like, he's... Peter Jackson could literally be fired from Hollywood forever, and he'd be like, whatever. I'm going to go live in my mansion in New Zealand and (laughs) do coke every day, and he'll (laughs) he'll be fine. Right. I mean, the people, like... I have to say that um, Lee Pace was probably my favorite character in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. By well, far. that goes without saying. Well, no, just like by far. Like, he is the only one I feel like that held up. Like, I don't know. Like, that shouldn't be the case in this movie. But for me, that was it. Thorin, his little, like, trip out the whole movie was driving me <laughs> crazy. It was driving yeah. me crazy. I hated it. Like, yeah. I get it, but I just hated it. Lee Pace was one, was one of the only characters who actually has somewhat of an interesting internal struggle going on. Like, you yeah. actually see him kind of wrestling with what to do from time to time and right. kind of like oh wow there's actual turmoil struggle yeah, yeah happening and this character has things to decide right right <laughs> rather than run and he's from, a character rather than run from point a to point b to c to d to e and then you're oh you're at the end of the movie congratulations see one thing that i'm really disappointed with and you can kind of see my hope dim through our previous two reviews is that <laughs> <laughs> you get you get we have like a, a fair amount of dwarven characters here, and in the first movie, I think he still kind of goes to like Feely and Killy as like the main ones that he wants to focus on. And I was hoping they would start to rotate, and we'd learn more about the other ones as the other. Well, movies he go actually on. talks about that, like in an interview. Yeah. The whole point was that the movie's about Thorin and his journey to get the mountain back. Yeah. And they're trying to highlight the fact that they're his family, like they're his, his kin, nephews, right? Right. Okay. So he's trying to bestow upon them, like you know, this is how royalty acts. This is how we do things. So they focus on them because they're supposed to be closely tied to Thorin. I mean, and that makes sense to me, but it's still kind of disappointing that I cannot, like, I can name the other characters, but if you showed me there, if I had to pick them out of a lineup, I would never be able to name. I them. could do a few. I could get maybe four. Or yeah, five. maybe Bomber. That's the only one. Maybe Ori, Balin, Dwalin. I could do those. I know their names. I don't know what Ori. they look like. Yeah, I could. I probably do all of them. Actually, that's annoying too because those those three dwarves, uh, Thorin, Feely, and Kili, are the three that still look like men. Yeah, They're like we're not going to make you <laughs> as ugly ones? as the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not going to be as hideous as the other dwarves with pieces of metal and shit sticking out of their heads. Well, how else <laughs> did we get the elf to fall in love with you? It's terrible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather watch a Twilight love triangle than what happened in this movie. The problem the is, movie. is that Tariel and Legolas have no chemistry at all. Legolas seems like he cares about her. Like he just like stares at her blankly all the whole movie, and I'm like, I don't feel anything. Like I don't even Who? feel bad for him, Legolas. Like this love triangle they're creating is really only between See, Tariel I, and. Only, there's only like yeah. two legs that are strong, right. and the third one. The third is one not. doesn't even care. He's just staring at them. Yeah. <laughs> I I buy Legolas and Tariel way more than Tariel. No and way! Theory. I Absolutely. completely disagree. You you buy it as like 
the character motivations are there, or the or you buy it as in, in, in the acting. Both, both. Okay, yeah. really. I mean, I think that that's. I mean, we've seen the three Lord of the Rings films. We know that that's just kind of the way Legolas is. He's very elven. He's very cool and dispassionate, yeah. and yeah, he has these. I think very we'll say human feelings for someone, but he's he's the son of the king. He's been bred essentially to be kind of aloof. And I think he struggles with how to act it out. He's like, well, what do I do really well? Oh, I kill shit. Super good. <laughs> I'll just do that a lot. And I'll save her like a bunch of times and maybe eventually. Like you feel bad for him. I, I was like, oh, poor Legolas. Yeah. He's just trying so hard to like, he's like the nice guy. Like the the, door, the dorky kid that you grew up with, who he like has a crush on, on this, and his like right. girl next door, and then there's like this body dude from another town that comes along and drinks a lot and is very loud, and she's like, "Oh, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's different." <laughs> if we were in spoiler territory, I'd take it a little bit further. So hopefully, I can remember. To so we'll come back it. to well, that. What bothers me the most is that she like kicks butt, like. I liked her a lot. No, like the whole movie. And then the very end, it's like she gets <laughs> yeah. kicked around like a rag doll. Like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> yeah. She like suddenly doesn't know how to fight anymore. Yeah. Like, it just was. Oh, he's just, he's just so handsome. I can't move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, oh, I have to lay here and let one of these two men rescue me. Yeah, yeah that was lame, Peter. Way to empower that, yeah. that character <laughs> who could have whipped most of the dudes in this movie. And who right. only wanted to be in the movie if she wasn't in A, a Love, love triangle. triangle. Yes, that was her agreement with Peter Jackson before she started. That she was not going to be in A Love Triangle? Yes. Oh. Because after being on Lost, she did not want to be in A Love Triangle again. Peter. <laughs> That's normal. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I, I suppose I haven't dispensed of any actual thoughts about the movie. This is disappointing. Like, I... I I listened back to our reviews, and I think time and speaking to other people about it have really darkened how much I liked the second one, because I don't... Oh, you liked the second one? Yeah, because I don't that care about the source material. probably the worst material. one. I don't think so. I think this is the worst one. Like, oh, I, think this I don't know. Is, I, I think the second one at least has some entertaining amount of set pieces, and, and the army here is cool, but I think Smog's a bit of a failure in this one, and... The, se- the second one... I think the second one's still probably the worst, but at least the second I one has scenes. And it has... Yeah. Story progression? Yeah. Somewhat. And that's really bad, because the second one is essentially the commute from work to home. And, like, nothing <laughs> yes. happens. You're just staring blankly. And, and it's, By far, my, the first one's my favorite. I mean, oh, yeah. I think, no, I think the first is the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. There's no... But I still enjoyed the second... Like, I had fun with the second one. I didn't have that much fun with this one. And I wish that I would have rewatched all three or the first two in order to kind of try and get back to where my head was with, with the second one. Because I think after talking to you guys and talking with everybody about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, the second one was terrible. And then I listened to my review. I was like, wow, I like this movie a lot. And I almost made Willie like the movie more than he did when he walked out <laughs> yeah. of it. When and I walked out of it, I was like the same like this one. I didn't know how I felt. And it was mostly because nothing happened. Like you felt like you sat there for three hours and nothing happened. Like – it was frustrating yeah. because... So the problem is, I think, with with all three of these movies is that they should have been two. We yep. all know that. Yeah. yeah. But they should have been two, and it would have been hilariously easy to do. Mm-hmm. There is so much fluff and fat to trim off of these movies. Mm-hmm. And if if we add this to the list of things that we should supercut one day and crunch I, crunch I, these I, down into like a... <laughs> into a an actual cohesive like two movie story it, it might be good i think so i would love to see something hit the pirate bay that's just like a three hour or like like two 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 and a half hour cuts of this movie i think it'd be really interesting to watch there i mean there is so much crap that happens in these movies and you're just like mm, nobody cares yeah <laughs> No one yeah. cares. No one's going to be like, oh, man, I really... Again, I got to come back to that idiot from Lake Town. What on <laughs> oh my earth did God. that contribute to anything? It, was he there as a foil to show us what a good guy Bard is? No, we got no. that. Alfred Bard's is terrible. Good, Bard's a good dude. Yeah. We get it. The whole time I was watching the second time, the first time he annoyed me, the second time I was like, why is he here? Yeah. Like, get rid of him. And the only thing I could think early on, because there's a scene of some, some zany slapstick comedy that happens pretty early on, and I was like, this is awful but the only thing i could maybe think is that he said he kind of wanted this trilogy to be more for kids yeah but if my kid thinks that guy's funny he's going to a different school yeah (laughs) we got problems 
would have been fine if he drowned when the master pushes him off the boat. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. Here's another George Lucas parallel. That's Jar Jar Binks in Absolutely. this trilogy. Absolutely. Like, what is what is it with these dudes? So I don't know. True. The next time an established director wants to return to a trilogy, I'm going to go, nope. <laughs> Hit him in the nose of the newspaper. No, <laughs> no, Christopher, you will not come back to Batman. I'm done. <laughs> oh, the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy prequel. Prequel trilogy. <laughs> that wouldn't even make any sense. Batman Begins. It's teenage years. It's the beginning. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, Peter. I don't know. I think I think we can safely say all three of us are disappointed with the end of this trilogy for sure. And I don't want to necessarily be that guy who's like follow the book a hundred percent because that would that would get kind of dull. But I have I have a friend who's a who's a legit Tolkien nut, and mm-hmm. I was talking to him about about this movie, and he goes he goes <laughs> he texted me right after because we went and saw it, uh, the night it opened at seven. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. He saw the eight o'clock showing, so like a little bit after we got out of ours, he was he was texting me his thoughts, and he goes, he goes, I swear to God, Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh and Philippia Boyens, he goes, they all got wasted one night. They read the Wikipedia synopsis of The Hobbit, and that's what they based their trilogy off of. He goes, it's that, like it deviates that that yeah. much from the book, and he goes, and it's that uninspired and just stupid and filled with fluff. And I was like, that's well, literally, kind of- this whole movie is based off a chapter and a half of the book. That's yeah. it, like. I literally was like, when the movie got out, I went home and I was like looking for where the movie began, the book, so I could read it, so I could make sure that like how I felt with the book comparison mm-hmm. was accurate. And I literally had to flip into the last chapter and a half. That was all that was. I mean, the climax of the Hobbit is smog. Yeah, everything involving smog. That's what I would. That's what I would say feels naturally to me like the climax, even though it's in like the three quarter mark through the book. It's it's what the whole thing has been building towards is reclaiming the mountain and, yeah. and and getting rid of smog who has, you know, ravaged the countryside, and it's just kind of a wet hollow fart in in the whole fart in a glove as Willie would say <laughs> in the whole span of this trilogy. I don't know. I'm really like I think the weirdest thing about this is that it's not like in order to make a good adaptation to me in my opinion i think there are things that need to be cut because some things work well in literature and other things don't work well in film and the weird thing about this is that he didn't like remove anything he just added more (laughs) he like he added extra characters and events and relationships and it's really strange it doesn't make any sense like yeah, and then even we can streamlined. We, we can get to the connective tissue between Lord of the Rings and and The mm-hmm. Hobbit, <laughs> which was very groan worthy and stupid in the spoiler section. But I don't know, I don't know. Okay, if you didn't like The Hobbit Part Two, if you didn't like The Hobbit Part Two, Legolas Part Three, then don't go see The Hobbit Part Three, Legolas Part Four. That's all I have to say. <laughs> We're going to move into spoiler Terry. We'll be right back. All right, we're back in spoiler Terry. Nick, you've got something to lead us off with. Yeah, some, some trivia from IMDb. Yes. <laughs> in the book, the whole Battle of Five Armies takes place in just one chapter. <laughs> also, next piece of trivia is literally, it's just a sentence. Legolas is not in the book. (laughs) (laughs) I read that. I read that a few days ago and I started laughing. I was like, yes, that's the most salient piece of trivia for this movie is that Legolas is not in this. Legolas is not in the book. There wasn't even a period in the sentence. It was just a a statement. It's the quality of the IMDb user submitted trivia. It's true. It's funny. Um, yeah, so and and I was gonna say a little bit more about the Legolas and and Toriel. Like the I think that's the interesting interesting thing about Toriel she starts to like she's like this is what love is I don't want this and 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 Lee Pace is like that's how you know it was real because it was real yeah that's I think that's the thing about Legolas is that maybe Legolas hasn't experienced that or doesn't experience that in the same way I think there's something interesting going on there but I don't think that it warrants half of any of that relationship at all like I don't (sighs) it was a really strange device i don't know we should talk about more spoilers i just wanted her to die so badly in this movie because then i felt like at least like legolas is like disdain and hatred of the dwarves and the lord of the rings at least has some it would make some sense yeah it has a foot to stand on and she doesn't she survives and it just for me it would have been so easy to kill her and call it a day and it it literally made more sense to me 
you did not need Feely and Tariel to be into each other. Like you could have just had Tariel like the dwarves, yeah. which would be like, oh, want to help of the for dwarves. elves, yeah. yeah. And she continually goes to try to help them. She gets them out of Lake Town, all this stuff. And if she had died trying to save them, Logos would have been like, it would explain a lot of things because she, she's out there. Where is she right now? Right. Where was she during Lord of the Rings? It seems like Lee Pace was kind of like, oh, all is forgiven. Come, come home. You're upset. Like, I don't think he was going to continue to cast her out because Legolas probably would have just stalked her for the next 40 years or whatever, however much time. Takes Maybe, like, son, like, father. I think it's, like, 60. Lee Pace marries Toriel, takes her back to wherever mm-hmm. he is during Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't think Lee Pace will ever love again. It's part of the complexity of his character. <laughs> right. His That's one true. true love was slain by orcs. That's true. I do wish the goblins weren't so stupid in these movies because the goblins were way scary in the book. Right. And the goblins were the main, like, the main bad army that showed up. Yeah, was, there are no hey, orcs. Know, you killed our king in the five armies. Oh, I forgot to talk about how horrendous I thought all the ghosts were in the in the oh, White Council battle. God. Don't do it now. It's. I think it's disgusting. It looks like video game popping, and that's that's exactly no, what I thought. Like it, I was watching a video game. Yeah, yeah, it has it has no place in in film unless you're looking like if this is Wreck It Ralph two, and we're looking yeah. at like three D games. Would with they pop-in. like fly up and their like weapons appear in their hands? I was like, what is happening? It's really <laughs> weird. It like that whole scene was repulsive to me. Like that was probably my least favorite scene in the whole movie because I just it felt so out of place and really strange and Galadriel's like transformation is really weirdly handled and it's her nose gets bigger did you notice that Mm. like it's weird (laughs) she becomes a witch basically her nose like it blocks her mouth it gets so big it's weird (laughs) yeah so I've seen six uh, Lord of the Rings movies now and I still don't know what the hell Galadriel is like it's never been explained and so I had to ask my friend who's like the Tolkien guy I'm like hey do me one solid. Tell me what the hell is Galadriel's deal. And so he explained it. I was like, well, that's really cool. I wish the movie, any of the movies had conveyed yeah. that. Yeah. Like, mm. Is it anywhere in the extended editions? Do you know? Probably. Not in the yeah. Lord of the Rings with scenes ones. of no. the hobbits making bacon over fires and <laughs> more potatoes. stupid shit. Yeah, more idiot from this movie running around crying. <laughs> his name? I don't even care. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Toady. Alfred. I thought his name was Russell, like the entire movie. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> I don't know why. That is the name my brain gave him. So you I was are like, now Man, Russell. Russell is a bitch. Like, stop talking. <laughs> and then someone called him Alfred. I was like, oh. <laughs> his name is not. That's Lee Pace just walk up. You are now Russell. <laughs> uh, the elves will only recognize you as Russell. Um, and one of the things I wanted to say, I think. <laughs> Mithrandil. Russell. <laughs> These are the elven names which have been bestowed upon you. No, I was wondering, um, is the, because I feel like in a lot of fantasy, the elves just, well, the elves hate everybody because the elves are the high elves. I don't think they hate everybody. They just think they're better. Well, yeah. They, I don't think that they, they, they can't be bothered to hate anyone. But I feel like the elven dwarf conflict is common among a lot of fantasy. Yeah, like, sure. That's, so I, I I don't feel like they needed to even justify Legolas's hatred of the dwarves in the Lord of the Rings, but I see I, I do see what you're saying. It would have made more sense if. I mean, I guess well, you're he, right, he finds Gimli like the most atrocious thing in it, Lord of the. He's just yeah. like Ugh, Gimli's dwarves. gross. Like, there's a difference between like hating someone and like his like level of loathing. Like it's different. Like he was like. He hated Gimli yeah. so much. Yeah, and it's just like, why? There felt like a centuries-old blood feud. Well, right. and it's not—it's not like um, it's but, not like Lee Pace can't still blame the dwarves for taking Toriel away from him. I mean, I guess that's true, but to me, it would make more sense if she had died because yeah. not only that, but Gimli's father was part of the expedition that yeah. caused the death of the woman he loved. Like at least then, like I can make a connection; it would make sense to me. But it just. Doesn't make sense to me. I wish she would have died. It would have tied so many things up and made it nice and neat. And of course, she, she does not. Maybe she does in the extended edition. Yeah, let's hope. Lee she Pace, jumps off a cliff. Lee Pace kills her as a favor one to of the, her. One of the eight foot tall mountain rams just <laughs> <laughs> had butts her right off a cliff. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah, I don't know. Any other spoilers that we wanted to. I did kind of like the only scene that kind of made me go, <laughs> a little bit, like a little bit of a half hearted. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> was uh when the dwarf when uh it was a dane shows up yep uh, uh and he's like talking to them and then all the all the orcs start streaming out of the mountains and by the way orcs you have like giant dune level sandworms right 
Use them. Why aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you, you coming could directly win this into immediately. the mountain? You could win this immediately, but uh, just dig us some holes. Thanks. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, anyway, that notwithstanding. The scene where they show up and the dwarven army just immediately is like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's fight them instead. And they all shift ranks was cool. Oh, and yeah. The way that they march on was cool. And then when they're, when, um, I don't remember who was pleading with Thranduil to help out. Mm. Was it Bilbo or Gandalf? That was Gandalf. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And Thranduil was just kind of like, eh. I was kind of like, listen, if he doesn't, that's going to be really stupid because they should unite against the common enemy, which is indisputably the bad guy. Which is what it says in the book, is yeah. that the only things that elves hate more than dwarves are... Goblins, goblins. Yeah. 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 Also orcs. Also orcs, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, orcs too. Orcs too. <laughs> but uh that moment was cool when all the elves just like just jumped right over the dwarves. That was and cool. jumped in the battle. I was like, that's badass because I like the different fighting styles of the different yeah. races and uh that was cool. I and that did remind me there were a couple other little billboy moments that were yeah. funny. Like, should I, is this a good place to stand? It was kind of funny. Yeah. And there was another line that made everybody laugh really or no, it was at the end when Gandalf just sits down next to him. Oh, yeah. like and he's just the taking pipe. poles on his pipe and it's like a forty five second yeah, he's like, moment where it's he's just digging out the and, yeah. Yeah, it just was <laughs> that was classic Gandalf. I was like, right. Oh, that was cool. Where was that? And it's so totally the Martin Freeman Bilbo. Just kind of like, really, is that what you're doing? Uncomfortably right now? shifting like, his why? weight, like, yeah. just kind of looking at him like this is still going on. Yeah, I mean, like that. That I was like, here's a little tiny glimmer of Lord of the Rings yeah. magic right. in there. With the casting of Ian McKellen as Gandalf is it's so perfect. incredible, and will probably always go down in all time as one of the greatest casting. And the and his delivery of, of was amazing too. But which reminds me, the only thing I love from this trilogy that I will always go, that was awesome, is the implied once great love between Galadriel and Gandalf. Uh, yeah. There yeah. is a love story in there that is so awesome. That and is it's cool. just fantastic. <laughs> and the exchanges between them throughout all three movies are excellent, but the scenes in the first movie in particular are so good. And I was like, Gandalf was once like a young, strapping, like yeah. baller wizard, like Josh Brolin. <laughs> was weird. And Galadriel was this elf queen who fell for, for like a is Gandalf mortal in some way? I guess. Um, I guess he dies in in Two Towers. So yeah, yeah, yeah but, but he has he, a longer life than <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Men. He's not a man, but he's yeah. kind of a man. It's just really cool that there was this like she has not aged, and he very clearly is old as dirt now. Right. But it, the those two actors, Kate Blanchett and and. And Ian McKellen are able to transcend the shit that is the most of the direction of this movie. And they're <laughs> well, still like, able to make me go, oh. Even in Lord of the Rings, when they get to Lothlorien and she finds out he's dead, she actually seems upset about it. Yeah. So, and it never, it never occurred to me. I just thought they were like, oh, wow, we're mourning the loss of the great, the great Gandalf wizard. The Grey. Yeah. But it was in this, in the Hobbit one, I was like, ooh, there was a little was love connection there. back in the day. And I was like, that's <laughs> sad. I want to hear that. I want to see that love story. There was another Bilbo moment I can think of when he brings the Arkenstone to Bard and Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Because he decides that he would rather have his friends live than to have the money in the mountain. And, and pretty much everybody agrees that uh Thorin should not have the Arkenstone. Well, it's true, but I mean he could have stayed inside the mountain and let stuff happen, but instead he risks sneaking out of the mountain at night to bring them the one thing he thinks can end the war before it starts. Yeah. And Thorin acts like such a knucklehead this whole movie that I was like, why does Bilbo, like, why do they revere him so much as, like, his friend? Thorin's just kind of an asshole, the whole trilogy. And in this yeah. movie, he's, he goes just full, scummy, power drunk. Tripped out. And I don't think in the weird. book he ever really, you'll remember better than I will, but I don't think he ever like, really redeems himself until he's about to die. Yeah, in the book. And, and that scene is, like, literally everyone's there. Thorin's body there, and he's like, oh, Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he gets come, come shot close. by a bunch of arrows, I think, and Bjorn saves him and takes him to, like, the Back to encampment. the command area, yeah. And then all the dwarves come, and by he, the way, like, Bjorn, says what a waste. Yeah. He's in this movie for, for eight seconds. Yeah. Jumps on spears. Jumps on spears and then runs as a big bear. You don't, like, see, you don't see him run. He just jumps on the spears, and then it pans away real quick. That should have been... That should have been like an amazing action sequence where literally everyone's like, "Holy shit!" There's like a twelve foot bear here, right? <laughs> Just running through everything. Oh, what? A, why would you not show that, Peter? Dude, what is wrong with you? By the extended edition, <laughs> that might actually get me to rent it. Like that. That's funny. If I can get an extended bear battle sequence and like <laughs> Thranduil leaps on the back of Bjorn and starts riding him, run! Oh Over, man, stands on his shoulders. You were just standing up like a circus bear. Well, like when we left the theater, 
Nick, you and I were like adamant that more dwarves died. We were like, there was more than three. That was weird, yeah. So that's part of the reason why I went home and I read the last couple chapters is because yeah. I wanted to see for a fact who died and who did not. And it's actually correct. Only Killy, Philly, and Thorin die. Yeah. Everybody else survives, which I was would have bet anything that the, more the weird died. thing was though, while I was watching the movie, I seem to remember don't don't the dwarf company, don't they all travel with Bilbo all the way back to the Shire? Don't they all escort him? Or is it just Gandalf? No, it's just Gandalf. Okay, I thought they all went with him to like a certain I don't remember. Border. I kind of like skimmed through the the after the battle part. Um but Dane becomes king under the mountain. Oh really? Yeah, after Interesting. Which is the character that is completely CG that Nick didn't realize until the movie was done. No. Yeah, it I think was, I had kind of checked out by that point. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty terrible. I don't it understand was, why they couldn't get God a real person to stand in, and they could have put the voiceover over it. But I it think just, it's mostly just because they want like I'm sure Billy Billy Connolly is probably a huge Lord of the Rings fan, or Peter Jackson is a huge Billy Connolly fan, one of the two, <laughs> and maybe a little bit of both. And they just wanted to have him be a part of the series, and he's just not in good enough health to. Right, which I would have been fine with a voiceover, a, a but pig. why yeah. use a completely CG person? Like, it just... And he's, like, headbutting people, and I'm like, this is just... Which was hilarious. Much. I was like, that's the way a dwarf king probably would fight, is <laughs> headbutt repeatedly, even though you have a warhammer. He doesn't even have a weapon. It's just, like, a metal plate on his forehead. Just a spike. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, anything else? Final thoughts? Final thoughts? I really had high expectations of this movie because they had the opportunity to make it really, really well. And it just. This is the one that should have been the shit. Right? I mean, really, like, if they were going to, if I was like, well, no, actually, I, I'm pretty sure if we go back, my initial thought was the second one would be the best because it would contain the smog, like the smog money shot of the smog Bilbo scene, which was kind of not handled amazingly. Yeah. I thought the third would be like the, the kind of falling action. But. After the second one, I was like, well... Dang. But you can't have two hours and 20 minutes of falling action. No. That doesn't well, make a good movie. You can if you have $200 million, Alex. I guess, but... <laughs> and everyone will go see it. More than once. <laughs> As he glares at Amy. Um, I had to see it again, because I wasn't sure how I felt about it when I left, because I thought that they had like let way too many people live. So I had to go home, and I had to read it, and then I had to go back, and I had to get a fresh perspective on the whole thing. We'll probably not see it again. <laughs> Cannot promise that. I'm being guilted into but it. But you're probably going to buy the extended edition. Oh, anyway. no, I definitely will, and I'll watch it. <laughs> well, let me know if there's more Bjorn. I will let you know for sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's a sufficient uh, review. As good as you can do for a third of a movie. You know. No. <laughs> it could have been way better. No, no, no. I'm saying as good as we can do of a review. Oh, a yeah, yeah, movie. for sure. Like, I thought you meant it was just as good as he could do for. No, like, no way. He could have no, been, no, he no, no. made this amazing. No, no the original idea, the original idea of ending when Bard stumbles upon them on the shoreline, Bard. and then beginning, mm-hmm. so that smog would be like the middle of the second movie. I think that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. I think if they had just even killed Smog at the end of the second movie, I would have been so much better. Yeah. I might have liked that. And then there's an better. hour and 40 minutes for the third one. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Well, that become, that goes back to the first point. That it should have been two movies. Absolutely. Because we really didn't need the dwarves running around the mountain, like, fending off Smog. You could have cut that whole scene out. No. Just had him as his encounter with Bilbo and then fly out to Lake Town. Totally would have been fine with that. Yeah. So. This movie is yet another symptom of oversaturation of some ideas. And I think it's just much. another symptom of Hollywood greed. Yeah. Give us three movies. That's another $800 million we could net. It's insane. Send us feedback to feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Go to midwestfilmnerds.com or iTunes for all of our previous 107-plus bonus episodes. Um, at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. Uh, 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. And um, Mr. John, thank you for our music and artwork. And uh, Amy, thank you for joining us. You're welcome back whenever you would like. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, girl. All right. Kyle XY, go watch a movie.